Well, good morning. We're okay. Good morning, everyone. Just uh, fantastic to be with you this morning. I've been praying a lot about this service. I'm, I'm really excited about it, and I just believe that God will uh, meet us in a special way today, as he, as he always does. And uh, what, a, what a special season of the year it is. I am so excited about all the activities happening tonight and going forward, and I believe the Lord is, is going to encourage us to even uh, reach out with, with maybe more anticipation and excitement and faith in uh, the various roles, opportunities that we're each involved with. I was, I was really blessed by reading Louis Palau's testimony. Some of you actually have heard Louis preach. And one of the great things he says in, in this uh, testimony, actually it's a book that he's just written. He's 84 years old, uh, battling cancer, triumphant in his faith. And he basically uh, says, the gospel is still good news. And people want to hear it. And uh, the uh, objections that we often build up are in our own mind. We think people don't want to hear, but in fact they do. And so uh, let's be encouraged by that. This is a season for the gospel to be advanced through all the ministries that we are a part of and will be a part of going forward. This is a a special uh, year for Ruthie and I. Uh, We are celebrating this year the 50th year of ministry of World Compassion. And uh, Living Sound, of course, was the first 17 years of that. And uh, the only, only thought that comes to me is, is, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your protection. And thank you to all of you. So many of you have prayed for me personally and for the outreaches of World Compassion over the decades. Your prayers have made and continue to make a huge difference in my life and in the lives of those that continue to go to the unreached and some of the more difficult to access parts of the world. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Your prayers continue to be an incredible encouragement to me. And, uh, and I'd like for us to even pause one more time to pray together even right now. Father, I pray these words from Psalm 1914. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May I be this morning a workman approved of God that needs not be ashamed, but who correctly handles the word of truth. Thank you, Lord, for for blessing these words. Those that are from you, I pray they will burn in our hearts. Those that are from Joel, may they quickly disappear. In Jesus' name, amen. I was so blessed by Andrew McIndorfer's message um, last Sunday and his challenge, the word that he heard from the Lord, I'm inviting you to go to the desert so that you can come to know me like you've never known me before. That, that really spoke to me. I'm, I'm sure it spoke to all of us. And I pray that increasingly that might be true for, for each one of us, that we might know the Lord like we've not known him previously, that our faith will continue to increase, 
that our understanding, and that's part of the uh, study this uh, uh, fall in, in the seminar, that our understanding of our faith, the scriptures, will, will be greater than it's previously been. You know, uh, as I think of, of the past 50 years, there are so many, so many things that have happened in the ministries that I've been a part of. Uh, communist nightclubs, massive crowds in Poland, meeting uh, the cardinal who became pope, uh, ministry in China, smuggling Bibles into the Soviet Union, and, uh, and more recently, uh, the work in the Middle East. And just, again, the, the faithfulness of the Lord is, uh, is just overwhelming. Way back in 1970, Terry Law, uh, who I've worked with now in my 50th year, was uh, getting ready to preach. And uh, it was in Spring, South Africa. The Living Song team had just was in their last song, and he felt like the Lord spoke to him in a way like perhaps very few times in his life. And the word that came to him is, I'm going to send you behind the Iron Curtain. If you'll be obedient and trust me, I'll protect you. That word has been true for, for all of us on the teams all through these 50 years. We've gone to the Iron Curtain countries. We've gone uh, into communist China, into the Middle East, and everywhere the Lord has protected us, and we are just so grateful. You know, I've been with Terry the last uh, couple of months on Sundays. That's why I've not been here, and I'll be doing that some more over these next several months. We've been traveling together. Terry's done the preaching. I've done everything else except that. And one of the themes that Terry has preached a lot on these last couple of weeks is the, the, the idea of the action of faith, activating our faith, moving forward in our faith. And I'd like to actually share some of that teaching with you this morning uh, with Terry's permission uh, and uh, and with, uh, with my version of it, you know, Terry jokingly often says that Joel knows, uh, his, uh, his, oh, Joel knows my thoughts before I even think them. So we have, we have uh, worked together uh, a long, long time and kind of know uh, where we're going in, in various conversations or where a message might be going. I wanted to say that as, as he ministered in this area, in each meeting there were people that testified of healing. I remember two weeks ago we were in Salina, and here comes this lady, probably in her mid-60s, uh, just almost an angelic glow on her face. She comes forward, Terry asked anybody who's believed that you've, you've been touched by the Lord and, uh, and you want to just come and tell us what happened, please come forward. She, she comes forward, and she's smiling and just so, so full of joy, and, and Terry said, well, what happened? And, and she said, well, well, I was healed. And, and he says, well, how do you know that? And, and she said, well, my back was hurting, and now it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm, I'm healed. We're, we're getting ready to leave that, uh, that service, other people just kind of gathering around. And as we're just about to walk out, one of the assistant pastors comes to me, and he says, you know what? There's this young boy. He had injured his knees and, uh, and couldn't, uh, I guess, couldn't run, couldn't play. He was in the healing service, and then went back to the... Uh, the rec area of the church started playing basketball. And, and so as he's doing that, somebody says, well, you need to tell your mother that, that, that you, know, you were hurt and you couldn't do that, and now God's healed you. And uh, so 
the word comes from the little boy to the mother. The, mo the mother comes forward to say, our little boy was healed in the service. So I, I want to encourage you that the Lord is here uh, to minister to us. I'm believing for healing, for breakthroughs, uh, for those who are facing great struggles to, uh, to know that the Lord is with us. So let's, uh, let's just look at a, a few verses and... Uh, and then we're going to have a, actually a time of prayer at the end of the service. I'm going to ask the elders to come forward. And anybody who wants to come for prayer, please do. Romans 12:3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Paul clearly states here that every one of us has been given as a gift, a measure of faith. In Corinthians, we read the gifts of the Spirit, and faith is one of those gifts, but uh, we're not talking about a gift of faith particularly here. Some of you uh, very likely have that, but each one of us, every one of us who is following Jesus has been given a measure of of faith. The scripture says if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved from here to there and it will move. Ephesians 2.8, a very familiar verse for all of us, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. We were saved by faith and that very faith we were saved by is a gift from God. One of my very favorite verses of the last year or so is for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who receives, who believes, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. For in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. We get to participate in the righteousness of God. We become new creatures in Christ. We are as righteous as Jesus is according to God's word because of the measure of faith that has been given to each one of us. We at TCF are celebrating also 50 years. and We're going to have a special service later uh, this fall of ministry, of a, a ministry as a church. We've seen God do great things in our midst. We've had the great honor to send missionaries, I think, build 37 nations and counting. Is that pretty, pretty close? And even now, we have missionaries all across the globe. We have a missions moment almost every Sunday. I mean, that is an incredible thing to, to thank the Lord for. And uh, even as we uh, move into this uh, fall season, I'd like to... Uh, encourage us this morning. May the Lord use what I say to encourage our faith, even as we move into Bible Bowl, Fast Track, Basic, Good News Club, as well as Sunday night seminar. Let's continue. Let's continue to believe God for healing, for breakthroughs in difficult situations, for financial provision, for loved ones to come to Christ, for breakthroughs in our speaking of our faith to others, Louis Palau is right. The good news is still good news. It's the best news that has ever been proclaimed to all of mankind. Hebrews 11.6. You know these verses so well. It's just 
encouraging, and I believe it builds up our faith to read them. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. God is a rewarder. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. I like this quote by Martin Luther King, Jr. Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. Do you like that? Faith is taking the first step even when you don't see the whole staircase. And that is so important. I can't emphasize that more. That may be one of the most important things I could ever say. The first step. We are encouraged to take a step of faith. In every, we live by faith. In every, we get up in the morning, we take a step of faith that the Lord's going to give us strength for that day. So let's be encouraged uh, to take that step of faith in, in whatever area uh, we're, we're working in, ministering in. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Do you remember Oral Roberts' definition? Faith is knowing that you know that you know that you know. Just this knowing that the Lord gives us and we can, uh, can move on that. So how do, we, uh, how do we, if I can put it this way, activate our faith? We all have a measure of faith. We use it every day. Uh, how can we activate it even this morning? I believe entirely we activate our faith in obedience to God's word. We do what God's word tells us to do. And uh, as we're quick to, ob- to be obedient to the word, uh, we move in our faith. We move forward. When we, when we read God's word, we're spoken to by the Lord. We're to, we're to move on that. We're to act on that. We're to live that way. That's why... Spending time every morning reading devotionally is so important. When we hear God's word preached, even like I'm being the one doing that this morning, uh, we hear the word of the Lord. Uh, Husbands, uh, we often hear a word from the Lord through our wives. Sometimes it's real humbling for us to to admit that, but it's absolutely true, and and wives the same way. Uh, We we need to uh, honor prophetic words. We, We judge them. And as they line up with Scripture, we know that's a word from the Lord. Uh, when we're in prayer, the Lord speaks to us, and uh, we are to respond uh, to that word. Have you noticed that Jesus, at times, not always, and not maybe often, but, but he commented on the faith of his disciples and those that he ministered to. You remember these stories. Jesus got into the boat in Matthew 5 and fell asleep. He'd been preaching, praying, was exhausted. A great storm comes up. The waves sweep over the boat. The disciples uh, wake Jesus and cry out to him, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. And Jesus replied, you know what he said? You of little faith, why are you afraid? Another story uh, or another occasion, Jesus sends his disciples across the Lake of Galilee. He goes up on a mountain to pray after dismissing the crowds. 
And during the fourth watch, you, you remember this so well, he walked on the water toward them. The disciples thought they were seeing a ghost. And Jesus says to them, take courage, it is I. And then Peter says, I love this. If it's you, tell me to walk on the water toward you. And Jesus says, come, Peter. And he starts walking on the water. And you know the rest of the story. Peter, after taking a, you know, walking toward Jesus, somehow gets distracted by the waves and the wind. And he starts to sink. And Jesus reaches out to him. And you know, Jesus always reaches out to us as we, as we step out in faith. Our, our reaching out, our faith is not perfect. Jesus reaches out to him and says, Peter... You have little faith. Why did you doubt? You remember the Canaanite woman who cried out to Jesus, Lord, son of David, my daughter is suffering terribly from demon possession. And you remember that story. Jesus did not answer her a word. And she continued to to cry out. And Jesus says, it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to their dogs. I mean, what an incredible answer. Jesus gives to this woman, and and the woman says, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Jesus says, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And you remember the centurion who approached Jesus on behalf of his paralyzed servant. Jesus said to him, I'll come and I'll heal your your servant. And and the uh, centurion says, No, 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 I don't deserve for you to come under my roof. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. And Jesus says, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Go, it will be done, just as you believed it would. Paul greets the Thessalonians, you remember this in his second letter to them, your faith is growing more and more, and the love every one of you has for each other is increasing. That's what I pray for TCF. We have incredible love. May our faith continue to grow even during this amazing season. Let's go ahead and uh, read uh, Luke chapter 5. You will, uh, again, know the story so well. One day as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret with the people crowding around him and listening to the word of God, he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Al, if Jesus said to you this morning, can, can I use your car today? Could you maybe take me to New York? What would you say? You'd be okay with that? Or, or to Chicago? Well, Peter was okay with that. Uh, he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. I know some of you are fishermen, and you can appreciate even more what what happens here. Jesus, understanding the amplification qualities of a calm water, uh, asks Peter, push push your 
boat out a little ways and I'll be able to speak. And he's able to probably address several thousand people without even straining. You've been on a lake probably fishing on a calm night and you can hear somebody from a half a mile away talking. And so it's actually really important to know what you say when you're on a lake because people are, are listening and, and hearing incredibly well. So Simon answered, uh, so yeah, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon says, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Can you imagine what's happening in Peter's mind? I mean, I think he's, he's going on something like this, you know, Jesus, you're a really good preacher. I mean, you did really well right now. And you should probably stick with preaching. Now, I, I'm a professional fisherman. I've got a crew. We've walked. I mean, we've worked the waters of, of this sea all night long. I mean, we know without a shadow of a doubt that there's not a fish to be caught in, in the Sea of Galilee tonight. They're, they've gone to the farthest areas of the lake and, uh, and he's thinking, uh, you know what, just to prove to Jesus that I'm right. <laughs> I mean, he, he may have been thinking that. I, I'm, I'm going to put down my nets and, and, and say again to Jesus, no, you should stay with preaching, and I know where the fish are. So anyway, he says, I love it, though. He, he out of obedience, and that's that first step that I was talking about, out of obedience, even though he's protesting inside, I think, he puts the nets, uh, and, and Jesus said, uh, push out uh, into, the, uh, into the deep uh, where, where the, uh, the big fish are. And uh, a couple of miracles for sure. I'm sure <laughs> Jesus first commands all those fish to hit, hit the Peter's net, and uh, Peter participated in the miracle by simply saying, but because you say so, uh, I will let down the nets. When Simon Peter saw this, uh, his, his boat starts sinking. He calls one of his buddies. They've probably fished for years together. Come over here. I'm going down. I've got such a load of fish. Both of their ships or their boats are, are sinking. And when Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. And then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. Watch this action step, this instant obedience. So they pulled their boats up on shore, let everything, left everything and followed him. So, Oh, sorry. I wanted to go to slide two there. Okay, so I want to just talk for just a few more minutes about how we uh, demonstrate uh, our faith. I believe faith is demonstrated by our actions in obedience to God's word, even as we've seen in Peter's example 
You'll remember the, the account of the four men who brought their paralytic friend in Luke chapter 5 to Jesus. It was an incredible scene. These four guys, what a band of brothers. They say to the paralyzed guy, hey, we're going to take you to Jesus. Just like Oral Roberts' fa- uh, brother, Oral was, was uh, almost deathly ill with tuberculosis. He's probably 18 years old here in Oklahoma. His brother, who apparently wasn't even following the Lord, came to Oral. He said, Oral, I'm going to take you to a healing meeting tonight, and you're going to be healed. He spoke that in spite of the Holy Spirit, even though he wasn't even walking with the Lord. And Oral was healed that night. His full healing took probably six months, but, but he was healed that night. Well, this is the same scene. Four men carrying a paralyzed man, and they said to him, hey, buddy, we're going to take you to Jesus. His, his fame is going all around this countryside, and when we get there, he's going to heal you. And so they come, four of them, carrying their, their, their great friend, they get to the house, and there's probably a hundred deep all around, no way to get inside. And they said, we are going to find Jesus. We're going to get there somehow. So they press through the crowd, get up on the roof, tear off part of the roof, and drop their, 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 their buddy, you know, holding him on ropes, I'm sure, uh, in, into the teaching session. And, and Jesus, Luke 5 tells us, when he saw their faith, first he said to that, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And then the Pharisees said, who, who is he? Uh, acting like God? How can, he, how can he forgive sins? But then he said, as a further testament, take up your bed and walk. That man was healed because of the action of the four buddies. They came believing that Jesus would heal Abraham is, is such an incredible example to us from Genesis 12. The Lord said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be, be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. And the next sentence in Genesis 12, So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. That is incredible. You're, you're told by the Lord, I'm going to take you to another country. Uh, this is just the first step. And Abram said, I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, another example. You remember the ten lepers in Luke 17, 11. Jesus is walking, and here the lepers come. And in, in Jesus' day, lepers had to shout out, I'm unclean, I'm unclean. So people wouldn't come and touch them because they would be uh, possibly uh, infected by the leprosy. And so that's the scene. They're, they're walking and they're crying out to Jesus, help us, help us, help us. And what does Jesus say? He asks them to exercise their faith. He says to them to go, show yourself to the priest. And these, these ten lepers, they start walking. I'm, I'm imagining that they're still leprous for that first part of the journey. But when they get, and show, get, get to the priest and show, and that was the way you could be pronounced clean of leprosy. You had to show yourself to the priest. They go, and their, their skin is like baby skin. And only one of them, of course, you remember, came back to say thank you. And Jesus commended his faith 
your faith has healed you. Remember the, uh, the wedding feast? John uh, talks about the signs. They had run out of water, uh, run out of wine. They had a lot of water. And Jesus' uh, mother comes to Jesus and says, hey, there's a problem here. Jesus says, don't bother me, woman. It's not my time yet. And the mother, uh, Mary, says, hey, uh, to the servants, just do what he says, okay? Uh, I think, like, he's going to figure out something here. And so uh, Jesus tells them, fill those cisterns with water. If you read the passage carefully in uh, John 2, I've read it three or four times. Uh, They took the water from the cistern, carried it to the the host. And the way I read it, it could be wrong, it's a miracle anyway, (laughs) but it was when they went, Drawing that water, it was wine when they presented it to the priest. Again, this being ready to respond to what the Lord says to us. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. She uh, makes her way through the crowd, fighting to get to Jesus. And Jesus says, who touched me? And the disciples thought that was the most amazing question. I mean, you've got thousands of people. Everybody's bumping into you. And Jesus says, who touched me? And... uh, she uh, was trembling, and she said, Jesus, I'm, I'm the one. I, I've had this blood issue for years. And Jesus looks at her and says, your faith has healed you. Virtue went out of Jesus. She believed that if she would act on what she believed was a word from God, she would be healed. I believe Jesus wants us, as part of his family, to participate in the miracle. Our part is being willing to do uh, what we believe the Lord is asking us to do. And let me give you a fun example. We have uh, eight grandkids, a ninth on the way, and we just uh, get great messages from them almost every day, pictures. And it's a little while ago, Mia sent us a picture of William. He's three years old. And uh, you know how moms like to kind of teach their kids to start cooking early and doing all the chores? Well, here's, here's William. He's putting in the chocolate chips into the batter uh, to make chocolate chip cookies, and he's slicing the, uh, the butter. And so Mia's little thing was, William is the chocolate chip dropper, and he is the butter cutter in this process. See, So we, we get to be a chocolate chip dropper or a butter cutter, something that we can do, the Lord asks us to do. Uh, Let me quickly move on, and I do want us to have a time to pray at the end. I believe faith is also demonstrated by the way we speak. Let's see here. You know, we have many situations where we we go into maybe a non-Christian group of people. There may be lewd talk. There may be stuff that's not appropriate. We have an opportunity to show our faith by how we respond, how we direct the conversation, how we speak or don't speak. Our words are powerful. Life and death, Proverbs tells us, is in the power of the tongue. 
probably the most great example is we are to go and preach the gospel. We, we express our faith by doing what Jesus told us, to go to the world, go everywhere, teaching and discipling, and I will be with you always. We express our faith in the way we pray, believing that God is going to inspire, give us prophetic words, give us a word of wisdom, or just pray knowing that the Lord is, is there. If we conf- uh, the, the great passage for evangelicals, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, but it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. I believe that is the greatest miracle. When a sinner man hears the gospel, repents, believes in his heart, and confesses with his mouth that Jesus is Lord, he becomes at that moment a new creature in Christ, a species that has never existed before. Let's quickly look at Mary's story. Again, an example of faith and how we express it with words. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Mary, uh, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And then Mary says, How will this be since I'm a virgin? And then the angel says, nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary's response, incredible. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. I believe that as Mary believed in her heart what she'd heard from the angel, confessed with her mouth at that instant, She was pregnant with Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And you know, that same miracle happens every time someone comes to Christ. You hear the word of the Lord, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, and Jesus by the Holy Spirit is born in your heart. That is the greatest miracle. James tells us that our faith and actions working together complete our faith. James 2.21, Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his own son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. So many examples I love the story of David and Goliath. I won't tell it all. Just this uh, incredible scene. David comes. First, he has to convince Saul. He believes he's heard from the Lord that he's the one to fight Goliath. It's been a standoff for 40 days. The Israeli army backed down every time when 
Goliath says, send me a man that we may fight together. And then David faces Goliath. He runs to the battle line. He doesn't, he, what an action of faith. It's, it's, it's a run to the battle line. And he tells Goliath that he's going to give him uh, to, the, uh, to the birds, however that exact text goes. And, and of course, uh, it's, it's the expression of his faith along with the action that brought about that great, great miracle. Can I tell you one more story? It's from, I started with Terry, and it's my favorite Terry Law story. Again, I think illustrating so well the action uh, of faith, uh, believing and, and acting together. Terry was uh, a, a preacher uh, in Western Canada, congregation of about 25 uh, uh, on, on Christmas and, 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 and also Easter. So, you know, you can imagine what it was on, on the off, off, off Sundays. <laughs> And, and he was paid $50 a week. That was his salary. And he was working for a, a pretty well-off, really well-off uh, rancher, Ed Stahl. And Ed uh, had about six uh, square miles of territory in uh, western uh, Alberta, raised uh, Hereford cattle, 500 purebred Herefords. And they were doing some uh, breeding to create even a better, better calf. Anyway, Terry, here's the... Uh, news that Oral Roberts is, is uh, going to be doing a crusade in uh, Edmonton, Ontario. And uh, he's, he goes to Ed. Ed's a godly man. He says, Ed, I've heard that Oral Roberts is going to be preaching at, at the hockey arena at Edmonton. It's 350 miles. Would you give me one day off? I'd just love to go here and preach. And Ed said, sure, Terry, just go. And so Terry goes, uh, meets Larry Dalton. Uh, they have a great time uh, together even before the, uh, the meeting. And uh, Larry says, you know, you ought to look into going to ORU. Great school. This is like in 1968, so it's, uh, schools are going for a little bit. And Terry, uh, here's the sermon, just really powerful, just God's uh, miraculous presence in the meeting. He's walking out of the hockey arena, and he stops at a, uh, a little, little uh, table there. I think Chuck Ramsey was there. And, and he picks up a brochure on ORU and uh, looks at it and uh, looks at what it's going to cost, and he says, no way. I mean, this, this is impossible. I get $50 a week. Uh, how, how could I possibly even tell my congregation, I believe God's told me to go to ORU? So he just kind of dismisses it. He, he struggles with the Lord the whole way, 350 miles back to uh, near Medicine Hat, Alberta. And uh, for, a, for a month, he just, he just fought the Lord as he's praying fought the Lord about uh, this strong impression that he was supposed to go to ORU. Finally, finally, he said, Lord, I, I just give up. I'm, I'm going to go. And so I, I'll tell Ed in the morning. So he goes up to Ed in the morning. They're, they're doing a uh, uh, fence line and using an auger. And uh, said, Ed, uh, God's spoken to me. I need to tell you I'm going to go to ORU. And Ed says to him, I've heard this story probably a hundred times. It's, it's just amazing. Ed says to him, get in the truck. Terry said, what do you mean? Get in the truck. They drive about two miles to a kind of a high point uh, on his land. And he said, look over there. See that little high point over there? A month ago, I was working with our prize bull, Aurora, and an angel of the Lord appeared. I fell on my knees. And the angel said, Terry Law, Terry Law is going to go to ORU and you're going to pay his way. 
you're going to pay for all of the expenses. They're both crying when they hear that. And, and Terry Kane, within a couple of weeks, he's leading the music in the latter stages of the Oral Roberts tent ministry. And uh, then was thrust into the ministry that we've been a part of for 50 years. He uh, heard the word of the Lord, just like Peter, he struggled with it. He, uh, he, he just couldn't see how it was possible. And, uh, but finally, essentially, he said to the Lord, at thy word, I'll do it. I don't know how it's going to happen. It's not possible, but uh, I'm, just, I'm just going on your word. And so Ed was good for his word and paid Terry's expenses, and the rest is 50 years of history. So let's go ahead, and uh, I'm going to ask the elders to come forward, and we will uh, just have a time to pray together. James 5.14 says, if is any of you sick, he should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise him up. We're, we're told repeatedly in the scriptures to uh, ask, and you'll receive. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. And we are simply going to do what God's word instructs us and uh, we will come with thankful hearts do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus shout for joy to the Lord all the earth worship the Lord with gladness Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us. We are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Father, we come with thankful hearts. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for the way you've miraculously provided for so many of us. We thank you for many, many healings that we've experienced in the years past. We thank you, Lord, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. We thank you for the instructions that you give us to ask and you'll receive. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened unto you. And so we come now humbly asking that you would bring healing to those who need healing. You would bring breakthroughs to those who need to have a breakthrough. Those who are discouraged would be encouraged that we might go into this fall season with great expectancy, knowing once again that the gospel is good news. It's the greatest news, and we have the privilege of being co-workers with you to carry this message to Kendall Whittier and to the ends of the earth. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll just wait a while, and if, if you want to come for prayer, please do.